know Crying in Baseball is brought to you from the basement of our friend's house with his dog and his squeaky table and beer glasses that I'm really glad that he keeps full as we pick up but sometimes don't put down quite so carefully on the table. So if these sounds kind of piss you off despite our witty banter, just uh, give us a really good rating on iTunes so that we can improve our status in the future and uh, get a really sweet recording studio. Thank you. Welcome to the Hot Stove edition of No Crying in Baseball. My name is Patty, and I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. That's me. And Hot Stove, that's this time of year. So we're, we're trying to get over the excitement of the World Series, and that was a lot of intensity and a lot of fun for starting the podcast. But now our doors have been opened. Anything is game. We're going all over the place, and Hot Stove is a perfect way to start. But hot stove, so I, I don't get where that comes from. Patty, what, is that, what does that mean? We all pretend we know what hot stove means, but we really don't. So hot stove is not just a time of year. It's actually, it, it dates back a long, long time now when we had pot-bellied stoves. And in Seriously. the off-season, we had nothing to do but sit around our hot stoves and keep warm in the long, long winters and shoot the shit. So we'd be talking about baseball, or we'd be talking about politics, or we'd be talking about the gossip from the next, I don't know, ice fishing house over, whatever it is. But we're sitting around the hot stove, and we're just killing time until something interesting happens, like more baseball. So that feels really appropriate. I feel like that's what we're doing now, and I think that's what we want to help everybody else to do, because we have to get through this dark, cold winter and get to spring training and count it down. And we're going to be checking out some guys in the meantime and making our maybe fantasy Baseball boyfriend leagues, I think. I don't know. Checking out guys is not something we do want to... Well, maybe. All okay, right. so never mind. Whoa, I really misspoke there. It's checking out potential draft picks for our fantasy baseball boyfriend leagues. Which is sort of what the general managers are doing right now, because they're all meeting this week, and they're looking at all the free agents and trying to right. decide what it is that they're going to do. And these aren't even the winter meetings yet. These are like the pre-winter right. meetings. But this is this, these are the first guys strutting their stuff, right? The free agents are, hey, I'm free, finally, I'm out there I'm available somebody get me and you want to go to the highest bidder obviously and so we want to look at who's hot 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 right now so who is hot 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 right now so I'm trying to think about who's hot right now you know Giancarlo Stanton was pretty hot a couple of home run derbies ago it was amazing I mean you know this last year was all judge but we gave him a nickname wasn't he like Mr. Forearms oh my god remember that I that was two years I ago yeah he was Mr. Totally Forearms from that home run derby and and this year he was the home run man he had that huge huge streak in the second half of the of the season where every game was like how many home runs is he going to hit this game yeah but it didn't translate to the derby i was looking for more of a neck and neck with him and judge but it was just judge making it look easy all the way still Stanton's sexy for a couple of reasons. There's that home run thing. and There's that, the forearm thing. And and I got to say that nowadays I'm really appreciating older players because it's a little bit creepy for us to be checking out all the rookies. <laughs> so Stanton's been around for a while. You know, I appreciate that kind of worldliness. But, you know, the one thing that kind of turns me off about any player is if they have interest in going to the Yankees. And I would think the Yankees would want a power hitter like Stanton. What do you think? I You know, they are so much into the, the, the young... 
what, what do they call them, the baby bombers? Yes. Right? I think they're all about developing the younger. I don't think they need the star power. I mean, even their baby bombers have star power now. So I don't think True. they need to go there, and I hope they don't, because I don't, I don't think Stanton would be a good fit. But it's interesting, the conversations with Jeter about him right now. Exactly. So, you know, I think that they detested each other from the first sight, because as soon as Jeter took it on, Stanton was like, you know what? I think I might want to spread my wings. I don't think I want to be here through this transition. And Jeter, instead of, you know, trying to welcome them and connect with them, hasn't fucking even said a word to him is what it sounds like, right? I mean, they haven't had any meetings. There's all of these trade rumors about Stanton, but Jeter hasn't spoken to him. He hasn't called him. He's like, when there's a reason to call him, I'll call him. But he hasn't done it yet. But you think, what would, how would Jeter feel? I mean, it wasn't that long ago when he was like the face of a franchise. And if, you know, the owners were not talking to him about all of these trade rumors, although part of it, I think, is he needs to play down the the you know the availability of Stan so they can run up the price because he, he I think he wants to get rid of Stan so they stop losing money right and I think what Jeter wants to do is go in there and rebuild the team so he wants a bunch of money for a very successful older player and then take that money and do what the Yankees were doing and get a whole bunch of youth in there and and redo the Marlins at this point because it's been a while since they've been on a good streak it it is and you know the Yankees got lucky they thought it was going to be a rebuilding year and all of a sudden they're they're hot and heavy in the playoffs. Yeah. I think with the Marlins, it would be a rebuilding year, and that is tough. I mean, I think it's a good long-range plan, but fans hate it because they lose right. their superstars. They know they're not going to win for a couple of years. So that it's, it's hard to ask baseball fans to invest and to be patient. Although right now I feel like um, the Astros are the poster boys of the rebuilding because they did it. You they know? did it. And, and that was so, I mean, look at the Sports Illustrated article that predicted it, right? So they've been on this plan and they made it work. And they're so adorable. So, you know, maybe that'll go. Again, again, back to adorable. Not a sports word. Oh, it's our sports word. It's totally our sports word. And we've got to embrace it as we do our spring training. So you know who else hates rebuilding years? Your favorite agent, Scott Boris. Oh, my God. This man is such a sleaze. So <laughs> it's unbelievable because he's he's only going to go with the best best paid players that are going to make him a boatload of money. And and you you actually have seen him. Is this the... Okay, I am such a nerd that I saw a presentation by Scott Boris at the Smithsonian Associates. He came in and had a little conversation on stage. I went to the, the National Museum of I don't know, Natural History in the auditorium to listen to Scott Boris. Who, you, know, you say he's sleazy. Maybe he's just a really good businessman. Or is that the same thing? I think it's a little bit of the same thing because of the stuff that comes out of his mouth and just the way that he's selling these guys. It's, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, the the one on the market this year of his, well, actually, he has a few on the market. He does, yeah. And he's peddling them all with great gusto. But uh, Jake Arrieta, so, you know, winning with the Cubs, big deal, great big facial hair, right? And we'll get back to his facial hair. <laughs> But uh, but Arietta's this is the best quote ever that I've seen trying to sell this man said that uh, he's a big squirrel with a lot of nuts in his trees. <laughs> trees, plural. Trees, plural. <laughs> so first of all, why does Jake Arietta have plural trees? Second because, of all, what are these nuts? Why he, does he have a lot of them? He's got them stored in his beard for winter, except <laughs> that he doesn't, as it turns out. Exactly. So it, it, but it seems like this is his annual shaving. That right. maybe I, I think it's once a year. I really do. Because he's clean shaven now, totally not recognizable at all. 
So I think you think it takes a lot longer for him to grow a beard than it takes for him to grow a beard. I, th- I think he's probably clean shaven, at least for the holidays. I don't know. I really want Jake Arietta to call in to no to, to let us baseball know. <laughs> and, and tell and us about let his us shaving. Know about yeah. his shaving and and to send daily um, pictures would be really cool, like like a Movember thing. Like, like what's the progress? Yeah, if uh, we could get monthly pictures of Jake Arietta and, and his beard growth, we're on check it. Check it out. We're on it. It's a new feature. I think we'll we'll figure it out. So Scott Boris, I think is. Yeah, I don't know if he's sleazy. I think he's a really good marketer, and he's definitely playing the, the the catchy phrases right now because he's trying to guilt the Mets into spending a lot of money. So he's he's telling them, guilt the Mets. You don't live in Playoffville. <laughs> you could live in Playoffville. You could start construction in Playoffville. You just got to pay. You got to choose to pay. You got the money. You got to choose to pay. That sounds like a Facebook app. Playoff Bill. Playoff Bill. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Potty Mouth invites you to join yes. her in Playoff Bill. Oh, Scott Boris be. invites you to join him in Playoff Bill. It just costs you two bags of money. Can we play against him? Wouldn't that be cool? I think he'd win. Oh, shit. But anyway. Shit. Okay. All right. Okay. So you know who else is not hot? Who's not hot right now? Who is? Oh. Cece Sabathia. My favorite <laughs> not hot. But he's out there. He's out there at 37, which I don't want to say is old because I haven't seen 37 for a long damn time. Neither have I. But he looks older than either one of us. And he's I, a free I, agent. What's yeah. going to happen? So I don't get it. I, I there's some sort of magic around him because he looks like shit. He just looks like he, I just feel like he's going to we talked about this before. He's going to fall off the mound at any moment. He has droopy dog face. He's heaving before every pitch. <laughs> and then he had an amazing season. But you know so, what he's got? He's got like the muscles to carry the giant bags of money off the mound to the bank. <laughs> And that's still happening for him. I think that whoever makes this big payoff on him is going to be the next sucker. And and I'm guessing it's not going to be the Yankees. I don't think so either. I don't think they're going to risk that. Do you think he'll go back to Cleveland? No, they won't. No, no. I think they're very done with him. So I think we should get out of... um, the, the free agency and go, let's go to a bar. What happens in bars these days with baseball players? So one of my former faves, this is where like, you know, old boyfriends go bad kind of thing. So Josh Beckett, you was know. Was he an old boyfriend of yours? I, you know, kind of. I mean, he was a pitcher. So he was a temporal oh, boyfriend, right? Right, right. But, you know, he World Series with the Marlins. How often does that happen? World Series win with the Red Sox, not win with Marlins, but at least I think so. But uh, he's he then went to the Dodgers in that famous trade of 2012, I think it was, when the Red Sox were clearing out some big money, basically, to loosen some funds up to rebuild the team. And he went to the Dodgers and then tanked out with the Dodgers. And I think he just sort of had this, what, what's it like to be this amazing ace pitcher, World Series player, and then you're not playing anymore. So I guess he goes and hangs out in some bars and at, at Texas. Open mic nights. At open mic yeah. night for country Classy. music. You know, our producer might appreciate something like that. But he um, he decked the singer and he <laughs> dislocated his shoulder, tore his rotator cuff. The singer's the shoulder. Singer. Right, right, right. So he, he literally just jumped on stage and tackled this guy and he had to go to the hospital and he said he was stage diving that it was just part of like you know that playing around not, that is not what stage diving stage diving is the other way it's diving <laughs> off the stage not into the band exactly and he was arrested for this so he I'm, was public I'm intoxication guessing that yeah that must have been just a little bit of a slap on the wrist and a lot of you know pictures on tmz and all the buzzfeed whatever when good boyfriends go bad yeah and and the pictures Stay from tuned behind for i haven't seen any video but the pictures from behind so it's this butt kind of sticking up over this country singer i, I don't want to know that all right all right next all right so um we got some retirements beltran yeah i mean 
he didn't play a pivotal role. Well, maybe he did. He didn't play an outwardly pivotal role on the Astros. He wasn't playing a lot, but I think he probably brought that spirit of the elder, you know, how we now love into the <laughs> As elders ourselves. There you go, into the clubhouse. He'd been around the block. He'd been amazing for years and he hadn't had that ring. So what a moment to get that ring and now say, "All right, I think this is it. I'm done." But you know, if anybody wants me as a manager, like hey, maybe my old team, the Yankees, give me a call. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't think I don't think you can jump that high that yeah. fast. You know, I, I think you need to kind of work your way up as a bench coach. Or he'd be an awesome hitting coach. But, um, you know, I think his next stop just might be the Hall of Fame. But he's kind of an interesting pick for that because he's been like seven different teams. Right. He's not ever been like the face of a franchise or has that like pivotal moment or anything. But, man, he's got the numbers. He's, I mean... Everybody does anybody not love him? Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's a good pick. I think maybe he was just sort of, you know, putting out his availability. Just put it. It's kind of like opening your Tinder account, right? He's just saying that you're new... looking at me like I have any idea what that means. <laughs> I'm 432 it's years old. I don't do that. Something to do with swiping. Something to do with swiping. <laughs> that's all I know. So he's available. Anybody want him? You there know, we go. Maybe he could be a podcast consultant. There you go. I like how you do. You're bringing everybody in. You're there bringing everybody. It's, it's it's a big tent here. So you want to talk about some awards? I do. I'm so happy about the Cy Young Award winners because two of my teams, man. I got Scherzer, who, as I think I've said before, would be my Nationals boyfriend if I wasn't scared of him because he is right. so intense. But that's the right kind of intensity to get the Cy Young. And there's that double eye color thing. The two that eye makes colors, him just a little like yeah. a husky, right? Huskies do that. Like Huskies do that, yeah, and, indeed. And and then and then Corey Kluber of my Indians, also Cy Young winner. And so I think that's number two for Corey and number three for Max. And yep. Max has won in both leagues, so I couldn't be happier. Yeah, and Max is back to back. That's back a to back, big two deal. years in a row, two years in a row. But you know, I I almost feel bad for Kershaw because he was so sad about the World Uh-oh. Series and he was taking all the blame on himself. And then I thought, no. I don't really feel bad for Kershaw at all. Scherzer can have it all day long. Thank you very much. That's totally appropriate, and I totally agree, because Scherzer really was just a workhorse all year. And and scary yeah. as heck and intense and fantastic, and I'm happy that he's a national. Yeah, exactly. So um, you, 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 you lost, a, you lost a, a Red Sox. Oh, yeah. So if I haven't said so... Uh, so far, I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Anybody tuning into this this episode for the first time and not getting our backstory, but the oldest member of the Baseball Hall of Fame passed away this past week, and that was Bobby Doerr, who is 99 years old, which is pretty amazing right there. But he was a member of the Red Sox in that, oh my God, they're so good, almost team was totally cursed of the 1940s with Ted Williams, who was amazing. And I think Bobby Doerr would have more of that lasting fame if it hadn't been that he was at the same time as Ted Williams. But it turns out that the two of them were buds kind of like us in a really sweet way. How is that? So so Bobby Doerr... Am um, I Bobby Doerr in this I picture? I think you're Bobby Doerr in this picture. Tell me how I'm Bobby Doerr. Because he was known for being sweet, for being the gentleman, um. for keeping things calm, keeping things going. And Williams was known as the cursor who the had a mouth. foul mouth. He was a potty mouth. Ted Williams was a potty mouth, which just makes me so happy in 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 my heart of hearts because you know still Ted Williams. I mean, because Ted Williams, four hundred. What can you do? Um, but but as I was reading about Bobby Doerr, the, the one quote that really struck me in a very sad way. If if 
it had been pre-2000, this would have just crushed me. But right now it's sort of like, really? He said, we weren't cursed. We just didn't have enough good starting pitchers, which is the Red Sox curse. I mean, that's the curse. That is, is that absolutely they can't the curse. Fucking figure out their starting pitching to save their life. And luckily, they figured it out a few times in the recent years, and I feel much better than I did in the year 2000. But it's kind of eerie that he said that. And it was after he had retired, so it was maybe 70s, I think. But still, there was a lot of Red Sox history after that that he was to predict that so much. So a sad loss, and, and another sad loss is, did you read the stuff about Halliday? I did. I did. And that's just, I mean, young. He was, what, 42, I think? And, like, everybody had a favorite story about him, too. Oh. It was a bad week. It was a bad week for baseball losses. Exactly. I'm sorry to hear about that. Let's talk about happier things. All right. What's happier than boys? So, you know what? I'll tell you a happier thing is, is golden gloves, how they overlap with boyfriends. Exactly. So. How about those gloves? How about those gloves? So can Wait, I just say... Did you have a boyfriend glove? Well, you know, Lindor, my, my Indian's oh, boyfriend. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, none, none of my Nationals boyfriends got he... golden gloves this year. I'm a little sad about that. But and, and I'll Springer. Springer, my Astros boyfriend, was a golden a gold glove winner. I'm sorry. I keep saying golden glove. It's gold glove. That's very hard for me to remember. It, it does seem like it should be golden glove. And there might be a couple of your boyfriends there, too. Yeah, so Altuve, who's just adorable, and uh, his stint on, well, him and uh, and Springer. And Springer. Right? And who was the third? Was I'm it sorry, Correa? Live? No. No, who was no, it? No, no, no. Uh-huh. I'm spacing it. Um, but they were just adorable. Like, they're doing the, the talk show circuit, and they're so cute. And Altuve is 30 under 30 in Forbes magazine. So, they're, you know, that, that spin after the World Series has got to be such a blast. But also, amazing players, so Golden Glove. So that's my World Series baseball boyfriend. But my real hometown baseball boyfriend, Pookie Betts, right? Yeah, and I hear there's a connection between, say, Pookie Betts and maybe a birthday you just had. So Pookie is my affectionate name for him, and I hope he knows that now. But, of course, it's Mookie Betts, and it just seemed, because he was my baseball boyfriend, Mm -hmm. I had to have a baseball nickname for him. So it was Pookie Betts, so he gets the golden glove. And then, a few days ago, he bowls a perfect score in bowling. That's unfair. Yeah. So he does professional bowling in the off-league. Well, I don't know. Is it really professional? It's... Pro league, whatever that means. I'm guessing he doesn't make quite as much money as he does while he's selling jerseys, maybe. There, and so because my husband is pretty amazing and and puts up with my baseball boyfriends, he got me a T-shirt for my birthday last week that says Pookie number fifty. So it's Mookie's number. So when I wear this to Fenway Park, people might look at me a little bit funny, <laughs> but it's my very special shirt to honor my baseball boyfriend for the Red Sox. And uh, and he better be there next year so that I can reuse this shirt. And if, if we ex- expand it into bowling boyfriends, you could just keep the same boyfriend, which is really make it, will make it easy to remember for you. So I'm wondering who the contenders for bowling boyfriends would be. <laughs> that might be worth I, looking at. Yeah, no, I think we would all go for Pookie in that one. So, so can I just say, for for um, as far as uh, baseball boyfriends go, my kid had a, a, a double header or a double play. Well, how would we call it? She, both um, both of the rookies of the year are her baseball boyfriends. So explain this to me because I'm not quite, I don't understand the American League one. About Aaron Judge? Yeah, I didn't He's realize. He's the exception to the rule. She really considered him a baseball boyfriend. You know though. why? 
he had this YouTube video that was hilarious. And so she kind of went in it sideways. He um, sat at a table on a street in New York City and interviewed, not in his Yankees gear, and just interviewed Yankees fans about their favorite players. And they didn't really know it was him because he was so new. And there was this wonderful old lady who was talking about that, that nice little Aaron Judge, and then realized she was talking to that nice little Aaron Judge. And so she gives a lot of credit. My, my kid gives a lot of credit to people who can pull off those sort of nice sort of like social things and the, 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 the funny community things like that. So Aaron Judge became so she hates the Yankees because we brought her up right. I can relate to that. I saw the video and that is why. So there are very few Yankees as individuals who I deeply respect as amazing players and and. If they're not assholes, then I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? So Jeter crossed that line. I think he's a little bit of a prick, so I have a really hard time appreciating the... The, the the talent that I will like choking on my words say that he does have same thing with a rod although he's starting to grow on me now that he's broadcasting with David Ortiz which yeah, is just me, yep. adorable but still still I do have that gut reaction a rod asshole connection right there but there are a couple who don't fall into that Mariano Rivera you cannot argue about just the immensity of his talent and who he was as a closing pitcher. And the last 42. And there's just so many things about him. So I respect him. And I think he was a wonderful player. And uh, okay, yeah, he was a Yankee and he was a Yankee through and through. Judge, when he did that video and I started to get to know him as a person a little bit, I started thinking, crap, this is another Yankee that I actually think, damn it, is just a really good person. And I can't yell at him when we're playing against him. I can't hate him. Yeah, so I I think that my daughter draws the line at buying Yankees gear on the bright side. You know, they don't put their names on them anyway, so that that would be wrong. Anyhow, but she will do a little bit of the all rise for him. And Corey Bellinger, Cody Bellinger, I did it again. I'm, I, you know, Cody Bellinger. Well, it, it does that. It's, it's it, the BMX group. It's the BMX group. But um, I think that was from the Home Run Derby. And she's like, yep, this is my guy. You know, the, the, the young ones that are up and coming who can hit it out of the park. Those are her pals. And she she picked both rookies of the year. So God love her. And it was both in the home run derby, too, because yeah. Judge was unbelievable. I it mean, that made, that made this year's home run derby much more entertaining than in a while, just because of his, oh, my God, is it going to just keep going on and on? And it did. And it did. So, um, you know, both of those guys don't have any facial hair. Well, Yankees aren't allowed to have facial hair. I can't and, explain Cody and, Bellinger. But. And uh, yeah, well, he because he can't shave yet. <laughs> so that's, that's the BMX group, right? Those but, are the guys who have not gotten their first razor yet. That is true. I have one grooming note. That it's a it's a pitcher note. Okay. All right. So our 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 our, our Mets friend uh, Jacob Degrom. Do we have Mets friends? Yeah, you know, as far as when we talk about hair, sure. Okay. Uh, that's really... Oh, they have good hair. Actually, the Mets are a, a team with good they hair. Have, they have some serious hair, and DeGrom has always had a lot of flowing locks. And he's a pitcher, and he kept the flowing locks because he said it distracted the batters. And apparently, he's been dabbling in science. And the science has told him that if he were to cut his hair short, he could add two miles per hour on his fastball. Where where did that come from? I uh, science. Okay. <laughs> I okay. I don't know where he read it. I just this is what he said. This is his claim. I think it's more vanity. I think he's like, okay, I'm done with the flowing locks. I have a good jawline. I'm going to show it off, and he kind of does. But he's 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 making it be all about baseball. So so God love him. You know, he's he's in it for the sport. He wants those extra two miles an hour on the fastball, and so. 
that's that's my grooming note. Yeah, I'm not totally sure about that because I was looking at the before and after pictures and it depends on where in the before you are because when he had the all one length kind of poofy, just straight hair, yeah, it wasn't looking so good. But he had this sort of layered look and that was, I, I don't know, that was pretty hot. But once you put a ball cap on it, man, it just looks, you know. There's that. There's it's, that. It's just distracting to the batter, which I guess is the point. So, wait, you know what I think we, we need to do now is some research. I think we need to collect some stats on pitchers and hair. All right. Uh So we we need to look at the top pitchers in the league and maybe we can do this in spring training as we're scoping some pitchers out. If you know, both Cy Young winners, very short hair. Yeah. Last year, too, Porcello with the Red Sox, like no hair. It adds the the, the miles per hour to their fastballs. All right. So we have some serious research to do. (laughs) I think I think we have to collect some data on this. Maybe I've just been teaching science too much, but. I think we have to do something. You, but so I've been teaching, which is why I swear a lot here because I can't do it all fucking day long. But you read because that's something that you can do as your connections from your job and you get lots of good leads and what's the best going on right now. And you've been reading some good stuff. I have been reading some good, I've been reading some baseball stuff. And I will say, okay, this is in honor of my friend, Jim, who is, uh, was an elderly friend who died unexpectedly a couple weeks ago. And prior to that, he would come to my office every day and tell me about this book he was reading about his beloved Cubs. So I decided I was going to kick off hot stove season by reading this book that Jim had been recommending and how wonderful it was. And it's called um, The Cubs Way, The Zen of Building the Best Team in Baseball and Breaking the Curse. And it's by Tom Verducci. And I was talking to my father-in-law about this book and I was saying, you was know, that Tom- the, the, the one that you gave the you gave us the the, the baseball book. Nope. The, oh, that, that wasn't him? Nope. Nope. This is brand okay. new. Um, um, actually, he, I it don't know. It's the same author. Maybe. The one that you gave to Adam. But um, but Tom Verducci, you know, you saw him in the um, in the World Series. He's one of the on-field guys. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain to my father-in-law who he was. And I said, you know, the bow tie guy. Oh, I get it. And that's yeah, what he no, said. No, okay, now The I bow get tie it. guy. So I just wanted to tell you a couple things about this book because I want you to read, uh, uh, Patty Mouth. I think you need to read. I do. I do. And, and here's how I'm going to get you to read. Okay. This book opens with a replica of Joe Madden's lineup card for Game 7 of the World Series with oh. all his notes on it. So one page is the full color lineup card. The other page is like it's like the math legend. It explains all the things on the card. How did he get that and how did he get that so fast? Like how uh, how did he make that happen? Tom Verducci has access, man. All right. But the book is like such a good storytelling book that I'm only a few chapters in, but Joe Madden is winning me over. And you know, I, I'm not a big Joe Madden fan. And for this book to win me over, I'm, I'm learning some things about him. And part of it is he's kind of sentimental. And like the lineup card has like little homages to family and friends wow. who have been important to him in, in his life. But also the, the next chapter is about Theo Epstein. And I think you would enjoy this because it's a lot of Red Sox stuff. But my favorite part nice. is a lesson that I think you could benefit from. When he was growing Uh-oh. up, when Wait. he was growing up, he watched a lot of baseball on television. And I know you do that, too. And his parents made a rule that for every minute he spent watching baseball on television, he had to spend a minute reading a book. So he said double headers cost him a lot of reading, but he's very well read. And that makes him empathetic, according to the people that he talks to. So there's a, there's a lesson for you there. Ooh, season goal, but that's that's going to be tough this year. I will I will give it a shot. If Theo can do it, the summer is my off season. I've got to give it a shot. But you know what would be a like a double bonus though is if it were books about baseball. I think I could do it if I'm reading about baseball. I can help you with that. That's excellent. Okay, we've I got just, a book club. I just want to say though that I have a little bit of heart for Joe Madden because I love it. When a manager is booted from a team and then says, 
fuck you. I'm doing better than you could have done. You know, I mean, I'm, I keep kind of hoping for Francona that, that that's going to come around for him so close, so close. But for Madden, I mean, he the Rays were like nothing and he did a lot with them. And for them to dump him and then be like, all right, well, I'm going to end the longest, you know, streak of not winning the World Series that there is right now. Boom. That's nice. I think you like this book and maybe our listeners will like this book, too. We should think about next week. What's coming up? Next oh, week. Tonight. Oh, that's tonight. What to- time? Do you know? It's six o'clock. It's going to be after we're done recording. But the, the, the big one, the big award is tonight. The MVP awards are tonight. All right. Well, what do you think? What I think is that your boyfriend, Altuve, is totally going to take it for the American League. So Aaron Judge is a contender, but they already gave him Rookie of the Year. I think Altuve is the whole package, so I really think he's going he's gonna to walk away with it. Well, I got to hope that you're right. And just this Altuve-Judge comparison, whenever you see the two of them together, it's like the little guy against the giant. And, and of course, you know, we're just talking about how endearing Judge is, but there's something about, especially for me, being a little person, wanting the little guy to take it, and he's my boyfriend. And so, yeah, I got to root for Altuve over, like, the guy who's over a foot taller than him. And, and you'll appreciate that um, Altuve at 5'6 is tied for the shortest person to ever get an MVP? That ties, really. Yeah, you know 50, 50 years. It's, it's 50 wow. years ago, so no, nobody I ever heard of. Well, I just, you know, I had incredible jealousy for Leslie Jones in Saturday Night Live when she got to have Altuve on her lap. That la, was just, la, 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 yeah, la, 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 la. I know. But he, I, I, he wouldn't have been in my lap. I'm too little, but National League. National League. National League. So Votto is just this name that comes up over and over, and he's solid. He's just solid. And he plays with the hapless Reds. And I, it's it's admirable that he sticks with it because he's he's just the, the dependable guy. And he probably should get it. But, you know, the money ball thing, getting on base is what he does, but that's not what's sexy that's not what sells awards he's reliable he's a really good player and he's the face of the franchise but the franchise is not a franchise that's been making any headlines right so i I worry that the rest of the team may be bringing him down but i think he kind of deserves it i think he deserves the award i think he deserves it too but you know scott boris is probably in poking people through the back (laughs) saying raise the money for my uh my client so that we can make a bundle when we, I mean if he gets MVP Stanton then that's big bucks for Boris yeah I mean Stanton would be the sexy choice because of that incredible home run streak he had and and other reasons right I was about to say and, yep, and, and other, other reasons. reasons so I kind of think it's going to be Stanton but I think my heart is sort of with with Votto in this one I think he deserves it I would be amazingly impressed. If Votto gets it, I think we have to do some sort of analysis of, of maybe there being a shift in what's sexy these days. Defense is sexy. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying that. All right. Well, he's not there on that, but, you know, not bad. Not bad. So we'll see how we did. We'll report back later after we we, uh, we hear the uh, hear the announcements. So much to talk about. So much you know? to talk about. And, it, and if there are people out there who are interested in having some input, I mean, I think that in the future I would love to get favorite teams information who we should talk about send me a shirt so that i don't wear red sox shirts every week when we're <laughs> when we're oh red sox and nationals no i um actually I haven't you have not I won have, a national shirt, shirt once and when we've recorded Wait, i haven't i have both okay so i have two teams where did I you need, get that national shirt that would be when your daughter's biceps got too big and she thought oh who can i give this to potty, potty mouth. mouth potty, potty mouth can wear this shirt that i've right, outgrown right. as a as a teenager and i wear it faithfully <laughs> and i have some great nationals caps and i need to wear caps more in our podcast i think too but you know what i was totally jealous of during the world series was the, the astros shirts the red 
retro Astros shirts. It's oh the my, best uniform that's ever. That's what I want. Yeah. Anyway, so I think our horizons are broadening. I think that's what's happening. And I think this podcast is going to allow me to spread my wings a little bit. Shop for boyfriends and other teams. I'm looking forward to it. I Definitely. think that, that'll be great. So we'll be back with, with more stuff. We'll report back on what's happening in the hot stove season. What's happening in free agencies? Whatever's going to happen to to Joe Giraldi? We, we, we got things. Ooh, yeah. We got things coming up. Didn't worry about him this week. That's all right. He'll but, be okay. You know, but in the meantime, um, if you like what you hear, go to Apple Podcasts, give us a good rating, and we'll be back with more very soon. My mouth feels sticky.